More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, a joyful heart will help you overcome the obstacles to living a more joyful life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, a joyful heart will help you overcome the obstacles to living a more joyful life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And tell us, what would you like to be more joyful? I mean, who wouldn't really, right? But, 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 but often there's something that gets in the way. Maybe a relationship challenge is wearing you down. Perhaps you're experiencing difficulties in your personal life that's making it for you, making it hard for you to be the joyful person you'd like to be. Maybe someone else's negativity is wearing you down. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you overcome the obstacles to leading a more joyful, grace-filled life. Give us a call. Once again, the number 877 573 7825. Well, you know, Satan really wants to steal that joy from us. He does. He works really hard to steal that from us. And often, as we go through struggles in our lives, it can bring a darkness that can cause anything from anxiety to depression, the variants of all of those things. And it can be hard to connect with God's grace and the joy that that can fill our souls and our, ourselves with when we're feeling that sense of darkness or challenge, when, when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling angry, when we're feeling a, a sense of, of lowness or even depression, wow, that fight to come back into God's grace and come back into a place of joy that is due us as his children. We need help. We, it's very difficult to fight that on our own. So let us be there for you today to give you new skills, a new perspective, connect you more with God's grace, and help you have that joyful heart. And if you're thinking, I feel guilty because I'm Christian and I'm supposed to be joyful and I'm not feeling it. Again, that is a lie. Giving into the guilt of that isn't helping you heal. Getting new skills getting connected to God's grace in a different way than maybe you've ever been taught before. Those can be those first steps back to a joyful heart and peace in Christ. Let us help you connect with that today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 
7825. Remember, joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it is something that God wants to give us. And if you're struggling to know what that would look like for you, give us a call. You know, the other thing I want to share here is that often we think that, well, um, you know, I can be joyful. I, I can't be joyful because of all these problems that are going on in my life. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, that, that's, that there's some truth in that, obviously. It's, it's harder to be joyful when there, are, when there are difficulties or problems. But it's not impossible. And we want to talk about how to be as joyful as possible, even in the midst of those trials and difficulties. We're, we're not suggesting that you should deny the seriousness of those problems or, or pretend that things are better than they are. I mean, denial can actually make it worse because it becomes a vicious cycle. But, but the truth is that God can help us find more joy, uh, as much joy as possible, even in the midst of those difficulties. And so we're at whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, we want to help you lead a more joyful life and have a more joyful experience. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Well, you know, when a soldier's in a battle, he's not feeling joy. <laughs> not really. Because the concentration is on doing the things to, that need to be done in order to win that battle. To stay alive, but to win the battle. But there are moments of joy when that soldier feels connected to their best skills able to see that they're having moments of success even in the midst of all the tumult going on around them when they feel connected to fellow soldiers walking along and battling alongside of them there are moments of assurance and even joy even in a very very difficult battle well we're all doing battle every day to have the life that God wants us to have to maintain all those things that God has given us and put in our lives, to achieve the relationships and the things that are required for us to have a good life. And it can feel scary and hard sometimes. But there are moments and ways to connect to joy, to that gift of the Holy Spirit, even in all the tumult. Let's help you do that today. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, when when he was the Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections on creation, salvation history, the scriptures, and, and, re- and showed how those things reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that there really is a big difference between joy and what the world would give us, which is mere happiness. We tend to think that joy is a product of stepping away from life finding little ways to enjoy ourselves or to step away from stress and while that can be important the feeling we get from doing this that's not actually joy that's happiness and happiness is good problem is it's very fleeting I mean how do you feel a day or two after you've come home from a vacation probably not as happy as you were you know in the middle of it because happiness only lasts as long as the pleasure sticks around or the stress stays away. Well, good luck with that. 
But joy, on the other hand, is the fruit that comes from intentionally trying to do whatever you can to live a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life every day. Joy is the quality that allows us to have a deeper sense of rightness and contentment about our lives, even when things are a little crazy or not going the way we'd like. You know, whether things are going the way we wanted them to or not in this particular moment, joy enables us to look at the bigger picture. It allows us to pull back and feel good about where we've been and where we're going. And that comes from doing our best to build our lives around the pursuit of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. You know, a joyful person is able to find meaning in whatever they're going through. They look for ways to use their experiences, good and bad, to draw closer to the people that they love. And they try hard to see everything they go through as an opportunity to learn something, to become a better, stronger, healthier version of themselves. You know, other people endure life and the problems that they face, but joyful people live life and learn from their struggles. Unlike happiness, because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you can't pursue joy directly by doing this thing or avoiding that thing. Cultivating joy means dedicating yourself to pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, regardless of the circumstances that we're in, and then seeing the joy grow as that fruit in our lives. We're taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about cultivating a more joyful heart. We want to help you overcome the obstacles to a more joyful life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us what's getting in the way of your joy. Perhaps you're facing relationship challenges that are wearing you down or experiencing difficulties in your personal life. Or maybe someone else's negativity is getting you down. Let's talk about how to lead that more joyful, grace-filled life in the face of all of those challenges and more. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father, and the the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to come to you. And we bring you are desired to lead a more joyful life so that we can witness to the power of your to the, glo- the power of your glory in, in all situations help us lord to be joyful even in the face of the struggles we're going through as we seek to pursue a more meaningful intimate and virtuous response to those challenges help us to know that that you are calling us to that more joyful life and help us to make those choices that lead to that joy that comes from living in your grace so that even in those difficult circumstances we can witness to your power and grace and glory through the joy that we exhibit we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in the, in the name, name of the, the father, father the, the son and the holy, holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen pope saint john paul the great pray for us today on more to life a joyful heart we're helping you overcome the obstacles to living a more joyful life Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us what are those challenges that are getting in the way of you being a more joyful person and feeling that joy in your heart. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Rebecca, who's listening to EWTN Radio in West Virginia on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Um, well, like I told um, when I first called in, had a, a breakup about uh, a month ago, a four-year relationship, and I mm. just 
um, can't understand it. And it's like one of the things like it's all I think about and I can't make sense of it. And it's just all consuming. And I don't know. I just don't know what to do. So when you say you can't understand it, what, what, what do you mean you can't understand it? What, what, what's standing in the it, way there? Why? It, I mean, it wasn't, we were struggling, I, I admit that, but then just the way it all came about, um, it just like ended and it's like, you know, we didn't, I feel like the way things happened, if we would have got together and talked again, I think it would have either you know, really brought some clarity or it, it would have ended the relationship, but like he didn't even give it that chance. He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm done. And I don't, you know, how you invest that much time and then just can walk away. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. So what I'm hearing, Rebecca, is that you're stuck in that. You're really stuck in the why did this happen? And if I could go back and untangle this, then it could have ended differently. And you're not really looking toward, okay, this is over. Don't, didn't like how it ended, but what do I have to do next? What, what did I learn from this? And what do I want to do differently as I move ahead? Have you thought those future thinking thoughts at all? I'm, I try. <laughs> okay. I try. I just, what gets um, in the way? I guess letting go. I mean, I'm not. Ho- I'm not thinking. Oh, for this big reunion, we'll get back together. Because, like I say, I'm not sure that would have been the best thing. But I just can't. I just don't understand how, if you really love somebody, you can just walk away without. Well, that's that's your answer. He he didn't. I know that's hard to say. That that sounds cold, but but that's your answer, right? You're right. It, 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 if it, that wasn't a relation, that wasn't the right relationship for you. It wasn't. It wasn't a loving relationship that that was where it was possible to work through the things you needed to work through, and so he walked away, right? And that and that is your answer. The love wasn't sufficient to 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 get you where you needed to go, and so I, I that's what you need to be reckon, reckoning with. You know, when, when you say, you know, how could how could you walk away from somebody if you love them? That's your answer. Um, the 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 thing you need to be focusing on is the fact that you, you you're kind of believing that this guy is the only person that can give you what you need. That you you sort of there's and it's it's got less to do with the relationship than it has to do with something that's inside of you, right? There there's some need that you were trying to fill in this relationship, but it wasn't filling. It, the relationship wasn't fulfilling that need, but it, you felt it was your best shot at getting that need met. And now that he's gone, rather than focusing on what that need is and and bringing that to God and making a plan for actually healing that wound or addressing that need or pursuing that thing, you're kind of stuck thinking, but if I could just go back to that same well and pull the bucket up one more time, I would get that need met. Um, and, and I hope that you hear, you know, the compassion in this. I, I realize that it probably feels like I'm slapping you in the face, and I don't mean to. But, I, but I, I, I'm just trying to wake you up a little bit here. You're absolutely right. The, 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 you don't walk away from for when there's the when there's when the love is real. You 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 figure out a way to work through that. But the fact that he, you guys couldn't do that means that that the love wasn't there that needed to be there, and that whatever wound or need that you have still remains. And rather than continuing to go back in your mind to that relationship and say, you know, that was the only or best way I could get that need met. You need to identify what those needs or intentions were and wounds were and bring them to God and say, okay, Lord, look, you know, I was turning to this relationship to get these needs met. And in some ways, maybe I made it a little bit of an idol. And rather than bringing them to you, 
uh, I was I keep turning to him to figure out in my mind to figure out how I could get him to fill that void or heal that wound or address that need I'm bringing them to you now Lord and I'm asking you to help me figure out a plan for healing those wounds and meeting those needs and, and, and attending to those intentions show me how I could get those needs met, whether that's in a different relationship that would be healthier or getting some counseling to help me figure out what I need to do in myself to be in a healthier relationship moving forward. Or going deeper into my relationship with you, making sure that I'm setting up a daily routine for myself where I'm connecting with you throughout the day and going deeper so I can heal all this. And I, I want you, Rebecca, to also do one more thing here that I think will begin a conversation between you and God that can be very healing for you and move you on to a much better place. I want you to get a journal. And on the first pages of your journal as you're starting this conversation with God, because it, it really helps to write out our conversations with God. It keeps our heads from spinning out and really keeps us focused on that dialogue with him. But I want you to do two pages, the first two pages of the journal. On the one side, I just want you to write down the things in this relationship, the way you were made better, the things you liked about yourself more while you were in this relationship. On the opposite side, I want you to write down things you don't want to repeat. The insecurities you had, any behaviors you had that you know were not good for you, and think, and not to berate yourself, but to say, this is stuff that was garbage in this relationship, unhealthy for me, and as I move along in life, I'm putting up a big stop sign over those. I don't want to do those anymore. And have those as a way to really assess this relationship, because there were good things, there were gifts, there was blessings, there was some amount of love in that relationship, which is why you keep wanting to turn back to it on top of the wound. But you need to find yourself out of the mess that that relationship was so you can move on as your best self. Well, and it's clear even from the way you talk about it that you know you were settling. You know you were settling. Um, but but it was the best way that you knew how to get certain needs met or wounds healed or concerns addressed. And And God is saying to you at this point, I have a better way, Rebecca, if you trust me. If you would stop bringing those wounds or needs or concerns back to that guy in your head and bring them to me, I will show you how to get those things met in healthier healthier ways that will be fulfilling. So that's got to be the focus, Rebecca. And, and, you know, that's easier said than done. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm going to give you two resources here to follow up on it. The first is our book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about dis dealing with disappointments in the light of faith and really understanding how to discern what God is calling you to in the in the face of those situations that didn't work out like we planned. Again, that's the life God wants you to have, and it's available at CatholicCounselors.com. If you find that you're having a difficult time following through with the suggestions that Lisa and I made here on the call, or, or, or you're getting some insights from the book, but you're not able to apply them as consistently as you'd like, and you still find yourself stuck in this place, I'd really encourage you to get in touch with us through the Pastoral Solutions Institute to learn more about our pastoral telecounseling practice where we can help you identify graceful ways to heal those wounds and move forward confident in the plan that God has for your life and future relationships. Rebecca, thank you so much for the call. We've added you to our More to Life prayer list, and if there is more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. we got to go to break. When we come back, we are continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825. The show today is titled A Joyful Heart as we talk about overcoming the obstacles to leading a more joyful life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back in just a minute. 
EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. Uh, I still have my sanity because of EWTN and listening to your station. Uh, Everybody needs to listen to positive things. If you only listen to the negative things, uh, it just gets very bad. If it weren't for your uplifting and wonderful people that conduct your programs, uh, I don't know if I could still be not crying. (laughs) Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, a joyful heart. We're exploring the obstacles that stand between us and the joyful life that God wants us to lead. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the founders of joyfuleverafter.org Theology of the Body Based Marriage Ministry Hey Damon, welcome to More to Life Thank you guys uh, What a great topic, it's right in the wheelhouse with joy it is right in the wheelhouse, and let's 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 break this down. When we talk about the theology of the body, we have to talk about Saint John Paul, right? Mm. Because this is a man who went through the worst of everything. You know, lost most of his family members, had to go through Nazi occupation, communist occupation, persecution, being shot, and yet mm. everybody who knew him or watched him, even on TV, said this is a joyful man. Can you yeah. speak to that? It seems so antithetical. Yeah, it does, and I think that's probably the best teaching moment, that beyond the writings, beyond the, the history and sort of the objective bullet points of his of his great life, his life in general speaks to this almost contradiction, this paradox about joy and how you can live and experience joy even in the midst of suffering. And I would go so far as to say that, that suffering is almost a litmus test to the difference between happiness and joy. And mm. his life shows that it's deeply relational. And it's very explicit in the theology of the body and love and responsibility, but it's it the, as you said, his life his life is a great witness to show that joy at its heart is relational. It's a primarily about abiding in um, the knowing that you are loved for who you are, and that others are willing or capable of fulfilling your needs. 
So when we speak about that, it begins with God, right? Who is God, who is perfectly faithful, who is love. And throughout all the sufferings of, of Karol Wojtyla, his given name, uh, Pope John Paul II's life, these experiences of suffering from Nazi occupation to watching his friends literally disappear to underground seminary to, you know, as he said, his assassination attempts and all of his, his and trials. even Parkinson's at the end of his life. Parkinson's, exactly. And the reason that he's still considered such a, a, an icon and a witness to joy is precisely because there was always the certainty that he belonged to God, that others as daughters and sons of God were willing and capable and with, in need of help. Thank God for your work and your show. But at the core, our humanity speaks to this gifting of God that we're meant to be seen, to be known, to be cherished for who we are, not for what we do. And when we can tap into that, we've transcended mere happiness based on circumstances and pleasures, as you said earlier, to the deeper abiding in relationship that doesn't allow us to endure suffering, but actually to be joyful in it. So, you know, well, let's let's make some distinctions here, though, because when we talk about being mm -hmm. joyful in suffering, I, I think that some people think that we're supposed to pretend that it's not as serious as it is or mm -hmm. or that we should try to, you know, be, be phony in some way. That's really not what you're talking about. That's right. That's right. It's a huge distinction. So when we speak about joy, there is, a, in certain times, an affect. You know, the, the way that it, it affects us is, you know, there's a smile and there is a delight in it. But joy goes so much deeper than the delights of of you know, physical happiness and circumstantial happiness. Joy says, no matter what's happening, it doesn't affect, it doesn't change, it doesn't doubt the truth about who I am and whose I am, which is why you find people that are literally on the deathbed of their mother, their spouse, their children, and they're suffering deeply because of the reality of that evil. Death is an evil. Disease is an evil. So we don't repress that. We don't deny it. We don't put on a happy face. In many things, we take the mask off. And we say that, Lord, even in this, I know you're with me, that there's good here, that you're not going to abandon me, that I still belong to you. And as much as we can experience that in human relationships, it's a reminder that there's a permanence awaiting for us eternity, eternally in God. So we suffer it even more deeply, that kind of evil, but it doesn't enter into our identity. It doesn't bring us shame. It doesn't bring us that paralyzing fear, recoiling from evil, that somehow we're less than. Joy is really powerful, and it's a fruit, as we said. So we thank God for it. Amen. Damon, thank you so much for being with us. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, I really encourage them to go to joyfuleverafter.org to learn how your ministry can bless their marriage with the insights from the theology of the body. It's joyfuleverafter.org. And we're taking your calls, listeners, about joy today on More to Life, 877 573 7825. Let us help you overcome those obstacles to joy when we come back after the break. Can a stressed brain lead to weight gain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When things go too right or too wrong in my life, I go for cookies or ice cream. How about you? A study in the journal Neuron indicates that chronic stress can make the brain crave sweet, comfort foods. Apparently, stress can override some of our brain's natural responses to eating. This leads to our eating comfort foods, which leads to a vicious circle of the brain needing to be continuously rewarded to eat a higher calorie diet. This leads to more food intake with preferences for sweet foods. For this, you get weight gain and even obesity. The vicious 
vicious circle continues. Avoiding a stress-filled life is important for so many health reasons. Eating healthy is critical every day. But we all get stressed. When that happens, double down on healthy eating and ditch the junk food. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the president of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. No matter how old our kids are, they'll always want our love. They'll always crave our approval, a word of encouragement, any sign that lets them know that we think they're showing some strength, doing something right, or at least trying to pursue something worthwhile. No matter how damaged a relationship, every adult child wants to know that their parents are proud of them for something. We need to remember this. It's critical that parents of adult kids look for the good intentions behind the things our adult kids are doing and try to express our pride in the efforts they're making to pursue those good things. That can be hard to do, especially if we disapprove of the way they're pursuing those intentions, but learning how to do this is the first step in being mentors to our adult children. To learn more, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled A Joyful Heart, as we talk about overcoming the obstacles that stand between us and the joyful life that God's calling us to. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Ellen, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. I probably have something that may help a lot of people, and that is six years ago, my husband died of cancer. Uh, He was at home for eight months, and I saw him through that. We walked together through that. And... I immediately knew that I needed to network and get out, um, and I plugged into uh, ministry and also some things that would help me grow. I got into the gardening club, and I've met some new people and friends, and I'm uh, I'm very much attached to uh, my spiritual nature. And so I also happen to be an oblate of St. Benedict, and I see God as my 
companion through this, and he has taken really good care of me, and I attribute that to his providence. Um, but I don't really still, after six years, I don't have that deep sense of joy. And your last caller from Theology of the Body program spoke some things that I found very much true, and, and joy comes from uh, relationship. It's relational, and I've that was my sense of networking, building those sort of relations mm-hmm. and talking to God and considering him my partner. However, things, you know, I, I don't go to the places that we went together. I don't, uh, and things that come up that are happening that uh, people go to or enjoy. Um, I don't have that relationship, and uh, that, of course, that relationship with my husband is gone, um, but I feel that deadness, and I, I don't have that relationship anymore. It's very difficult, and I'm, I kind of just called in because maybe yeah. I'm missing something. Well, can I ask a question? Doing. I guess the, the question I have for you, um, well, first of all, do you have a sense of what's missing there? What, 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 if you had to put your finger on what's stopping you from feeling that joy, uh, what would you say it was? I would say it's probably my... Uh, Probably my uh, reluctance to have a deeper relationship with anybody except for uh, just uh, socially connected. In other words, it's um, not going any deeper than... So what's uh, what's stopping you from letting folks in? I, I don't know. I'm just very... I've always been a very private person. My husband mm-hmm. is the only one that I shared deeply with. Uh, okay. and I just can't seem to get that same relationship back. And I don't necessarily want to go on to some dating app. And No, no, no. I no, we're not even talking about that kind of, of letting people in. You know, it doesn't have to be that level of, you know, crossing into a romantic nature. We're talking about, like, a deeper intimacy with your friends, growing the relationship a little bit more so you're more there for each other, talking more deeply with each other so let, let me throw out two two things here um and and you know building on what we said in the call or in the early sorry not, not in the call earlier in the show um joy comes from pursuing meaningfulness intimacy and virtue and, and i think you intuit that a lot because you're doing a lot of a lot of good things so meaningfulness refers to using my gifts to find ways to make a positive difference in my life and the lives of those around me and you're doing that by getting out and and being involved in ministry and, and those kinds of things. You, you got that piece the second piece is intimacy. Um, you know, how am I making my relationships healthier and deeper? Um, and then finally, virtue. How do I use whatever I'm going through to challenge me to be a stronger, better, healthier, godlier person? So I, I see everything that happens to me as an opportunity for growth, right? Not just something to endure or get through, but but as a, as a way to grow in some way. And it seems to me like you're doing the meaningfulness and the virtue piece, but the intimacy part's lacking a bit. Um, and, 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 and that's where you want to look, you know, anytime you're struggling with joy, you want to look at those three qualities and say, what, what could I do more in these three areas? And so you're, you're kind of intentionally holding people back. It sounds like, because you don't want to be hurt again, you know, as, as a more private person, it was very painful to have your confidant taken from you. Um, and you're not sure where to get that. And you're not sure that you necessarily want to make that investment again. And that's natural. And I understand that, but I do think that that's ultimately what's undermining a lot of the joy 
that you could be experiencing um, if you were willing to take small steps to push yourself to let people in a little bit more. The other thing that I, I, you didn't mention this, but I'll throw this out just, just in case. Um, when, when people are grieving, um, we often think that the answer is to let go and move on. But really, quote unquote, successfully grieving is about finding healthy ways to stay connected to the person that is gone. Um, and very often, if we don't have healthy ways, we hold on to the sadness because we're afraid if I stop being sad, then, then, I'll have let, then I will let them go and I won't have any way to stay connected to them. And I'm going to, and since you said, you know, you don't go to the places that you used to go with your husband, there's a part of me that, that wonders if, if you haven't found a healthy way to maintain that connection with him. And I'd like you to explore that as well. First of all, all, all Christians who are asleep in Christ are in some ways more alive than we are. And he is there in heaven with the Lord. And, and it's okay to talk to him and ask him to, to pray for you and to ask him to, to help you you know, move forward and find that joyful life that he would want for you and that the Lord wants for you. And then to talk to him every day. Yeah, just as we talk to all of our saints, certainly if we can, you know, pray to St. Anthony when we, you know, need help finding something, we can certainly pray to somebody who is so, so meaningful and close and intimate with us here on earth. Um, but then also ask yourself, you know, how could I, you know, what, what, what connections would be meaningful to make, uh, you know, so they could be tangible things. So, for example, when my father passed, you know, I, I, I have his shoe shining kit because I remember when I was a kid, I, I loved to kind of sit there and, and smell the, sh the the polish and sit with him and polish his shoes with him. And it's just a way that stays, you know, it keep, keeps me close to his heart. And, and whenever I do a, a household improvement project, I ask him to, to help me and, and to be with me in those times. You know, so I, I have little ways to stay connected to my dad. Um, you know, there, there, there are no doubt you know things that your husband um, brought into your life that, that that are meaningful and that you can hold on to, whether they're temporal things or or more things that you learned from him, ways that ways that he made a positive impact in your life. And I'd really like you to find ways to connect with those things because I do think that part of the challenge here is that you've resisted finding a positive, healthy way to hold on to him because those things are somewhat painful to think about at first. Uh, and but in, so instead, what's happened is that you've latched on to. I have to hold on to the sadness so I don't lose him. So I'd like you to focus on those two things. First, try to let people in a little bit more so that you can boost the intimacy to go along with the meaningfulness and, and virtue that you're pursuing to allow a little more of that joy in your life. But secondly, to look for ways to connect with the positive impact that your husband had on your life and, and continues to have. Go to the places you used to go with him. Uh, you know, think about the difference that he made in your life and how you can stay connected to those those virtues, those qualities, those strengths, those causes, uh, and, and, and cultivate that healthy connection so that you can stay connected to him and find those healthy ways to do that, because that's really what grief is about, not letting go, finding healthy ways to stay connected. Focus on those two things, and you know what, if you, if you, if you have some follow-up questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us here, Ellen. We've added you to our More to Life prayer list, and we'd love to continue supporting you as you uh, follow down this path that God is leading you on. Thank you so much for the call. 877-573-7825. We're talking about joy on today's show. How do we overcome the obstacles to joy? How do we find joy in the moment? 877-573-7825. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 16, verse 24. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. That doesn't say it all. It's that idea of staying 
connected in the presence of God somehow letting that letting ourselves in even the midst of the trials of life saying God's still here and Lord let me stay in your presence let me feel connected to you through all of this that is the first step that allows him to begin to lead us in the path for our own particular lives well we are going to take a break but when we come back we're continuing to talk with you today about joy on our show titled a joyful heart the number is 877-573-7825 when we come back more with your calls about leading a more joyful life stick around this ave maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit cmf curo your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day. Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage. Living your faith at home. We're just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources. Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord. Downloadable activities. Monthly live parenting Q&As. A supportive community of faithful parents. And tons of other benefits like our exclusive Catholic Home Podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't, can't wait, wait to, to see, see you there. there. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're taking your calls about joy today on More to Life. As we look at a, what it takes to cultivate a more joyful heart, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jenny, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. I'm calling today because I have a very joyful daughter. She's going into her senior year of high school, and we've been homeschooling our children for 10 years. This summer, she uh, participates uh, in something that she's done for uh, 10 years as well uh, with a lot of mixed group. There's kids who go to Catholic school, kids who go to public school, um, and a couple kids who homeschool. And she's there every summer. And this year, she's had some of the peers who've uh, 
said, well, why don't you just join your final senior year? Why don't you do that with us? And why don't you come along and, and join our high school and go to the public school? And her father and I have talked about it, and we've considered a, a local uh, Catholic high school, but the expense is significant, and mm-hmm. uh, about as much as we would pay for a private college. And we're, I know that y'all have homeschooled, mm-hmm. and I know this is a temptation of many parents at this age. And my child, when I tell you she's joyful, she's, she's very well-rounded academically, she's just doing great, but she's a, she's a good person, and she's a good, she's in love with Jesus, which is the thing that her the father quest- and I don't Sorry to interrupt, right? the question I've got, though, is you're, you started by saying that her friends want her to go to school. What does she want? Well, she's a, she's one of those kinds that will do what her father and I like her to do. And she's, I think if we asked her, would you like to join the school? I think she would say yes. Um, but you don't know that, for sure. So let, let's back this up, Jenny. First of all, okay. absolutely, this can be a temptation, especially senior year, right? Because there's, there's you know, the prom and there's all the things and, and it will give her, you know, possibly a sense of closure that a lot of homeschooling kids don't get, right? Because they don't get the big graduation. So that's that's the icing on a cake kind of stuff in terms of school. There's also a lot of, of transition. I, I will caution you that you also really, if you decide to do this, need to seriously check with the school to make sure they will allow her to go in as, as a progressing senior without holding her back at all with the transcripts that you have. So that's a question before you make a decision. But the, Greg is very, very right here. You're, you're being a great mom. You're trying to assess all the details. But A, you haven't actually been quiet enough to ask her. And B, you're not praying about it with her, you, your husband, and her. You might be praying about it on your own um, or with your husband. But, but this is really a family thing to pray about. And, and it's a wonderful opportunity to teach her the importance of, dis, of, of turning to God and discerning with the people who love her about big decisions, not just, you know, doing what mom and dad tell her to do. Although, I mean, I appreciate that she has that, that sweet, obedient heart. Um, but, but you know, she's getting to the age where she's going to need to start discerning these things for herself. And so this is a wonderful opportunity to mentor her in what discernment looks like. Absolutely true. And, you know, you're saying, well, maybe we could have done this, we could have done that. Just because she said, hey, I've had some great friends this summer, I feel close to them, and they want me to go for my senior year, doesn't mean that she's not going through her own level of ambivalence, her own questions about it. It can be there is something that, you know, is it's making her question where she wants to spend her senior year, but that doesn't mean she necessarily wants to follow through. This is a chance to really get to know her heart better, to really learn to listen to her, and to really learn to pray with her about decisions. Now, when you're praying about it, so I want you to be praying about it every day, however you want to, but, 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 but specifically, you know, all of you together bringing this to the Lord and saying, you know, look, God, we don't know what to do. You know, there, there are advantages to staying what, doing what we're doing. There would be advantages to her going to the public school with her friends. There are some advantages to the Catholic school. But we but also, also have all these concerns. Yeah, you and know? we don't know what to do. So please help us figure this out. And then you use that prayer that you're making every day as an opportunity to to really express those the you know those those desires and those concerns out loud while you're listening to each other and allowing the Holy Spirit to sort of flag certain things that each of you say that you know maybe maybe you know ring a bell in the back of your head to say well I hadn't thought about this or let's go get this information here the the other thing that I I just want to say about this about praying about this okay don't lock yourself into the the obvious options don't make this a choice of 
Or does she go to school? Does she go to public school? Does she go to Catholic school? Or does she stay home? Look at it this way. Say, what would be the benefits of each thing? Okay, you know, what would be the benefits of staying home? What would be the benefits of going to the Catholic school? What would be the benefits of going to the public school? Okay, God, how, what solution do you have in mind that, that helps us take advantage of the, most of these benefits that might be something else entirely? You know, that, that, that might be, for example, you, you continue the homeschooling, but, but find new ways for her to participate in the things that are going on at either the public school or the Catholic school or both. And Including you, the fact that in almost every state now, schools, public schools, and a lot of Catholic schools have started doing this too, will offer classes to homeschool students on campus. So she could be there doing certain things. You know, it doesn't, it, it can be stuff that, that you would like filled in, like lab classes. It can be more fun classes like art. But if she, or, she or, can, yeah, most, most of those schools activities. are doing that. So she would get a chance to see these kids for part of the day, possibly be part of, you know, those events that would make senior year more, you you know, celebratory, but also give her a chance to really continue her life as a homeschooler. But start with Jenny, please, saying, hey, you brought this up, that your friends are saying you should go. Tell me, without any, without you trying to make me happy, tell me what you and your gut instinct want to do about this. Let's talk this through. I want to hear what you're thinking. You'll be surprised. You know, our our daughter, who is the same age as your daughter, same kind of thing, very social kid, lots of friends in, in the school system, goes to the dances at the school, things like that. But when I've asked her, hey, do you really, do you want to go there? I have been shocked a million times. I always expected to hear a yes, and she always said no. I, I love being homeschooled. I like having a chance to be with my people, but also be able to step back and kind of control my own life and have that space and not be part of the drama of, of the school system. Uh, thanks for offering, Mom, but I, I really don't. So give her a chance to really talk it out with her mom. And not just tell you what she wants, but but, but what she's thinking. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, what, what You know, what... What does she think about going here? What does she think about staying home? What does she th- so so? Don't just ask that sort of polarized question. What do you want to do? So you know, what are you thinking about all of this? What would you think about staying at home? What would you think about going to the Catholic school? What do you think? Let's talk it out together and pray about all this stuff, because you know what? We we are very much people of the either or, mm-hmm. but God is a both and God, yeah. and and when you when we start bringing to Him all all of the 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 things that we are longing for and all the concerns that we have. He, he he can guide us to an answer that checks all the boxes, or at least most of them, most of the time, uh, if we give him the chance. But if we kind of put it in a box and we just say, well, you know, should we do this or that? Often it's hard to find the answer because God wants something more for us than just, just the either or. So I, I just challenge you, number one, to start opening up that conversation between you, your husband, and your daughter about what you all think about each option, and then take all those thoughts and concerns to prayer every day until the answer starts coming clearer to you. Um, but be open to the possibility that maybe there's there's some hybrid <laughs> answer that would take advantage of all the benefits, or at least more of the benefits than, than any one option could. And that that step happens if she says to you, yeah, I'm feeling ambivalent, I'd like to talk it through, or yeah, I really think I'd like to go. That's when you really start praying about it. But if she comes back to you with a hard, hey, I was really flattered that they want me there, I love the fact that they care about me, but no, I know what my plan is for the year and I really want to stay home and this is what I want to do. If she's already formulated in that and she's standing on that, 
you're good to go. But if she's ambivalent or she's thinking, you know, a possibility of this, that's when you really start to pray about all of those details. All right, Jenny. So hopefully that that kind of uh, maps out some ideas about family discernment for you that ultimately then teaches her how to discern these things for herself later on because you know it's it's great again it's great to have that that child with that docile spirit that humble spirit that's willing to do what you and dad say but as she launches into college she's going to have to make these calls for herself and we want to give her a godly way to do that and so this is a perfect time to start discerning those things together and showing her how to do that and really seek god's will for her life um, while she still has your guidance to, to understand what those parameters might be. Yeah, this is really the first big opportunity to accept this as an invitation for God saying, hey, you got a year left with her before she moves into whatever her choices are for adulthood. And you really want to be showing her that, A, she can lean on you to help her discern things, that you have a very open heart and open mind to talking to her and praying with her about anything. And this is how we move through a discernment process, because she's going to have to discern everything from here on in, right? Where she lives, who she marries, what her vocation is in the first place. All of those things are things that she, she needs, those discernment skills, but she also needs to know that her parents are her best friends, the people who have her back, and the people who are willing to pray through anything with her, where she can share her heart, share her concerns and her hopes and her dreams, and that the four of you, and when I say the four of you, it's you, your husband, your daughter, and God, will sit down and really have those conversations and work out what God's plan is for her life. All right. Thank you so much for the call, and I hope that those suggestions will, will help. Um, by the way, on CatholicHOM.com, um, if we, we actually talk about these kinds of things all the time, questions about family discernment. How do we help our kids learn to hear God's voice and know his will and, and really create those family relationships where we can you know, base our decision on what we believe God is leading us to. And if you'd like to get more guidance on family discernment and lots of other questions about living your faith at home, become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. You can learn more at CatholicHOM.com. We'd love to see you over there and continue this conversation on that app. We interact with all of our members every day, us and our whole team of uh, pastoral counselors and family life coaches there on the Catholic Home app. And this is the kind of thing we do. So check it out, CatholicHOM.com to learn more. And that's all the time we've got for today's program. But I want to thank you so much for being with us and calling in with your questions. The takeaway from the show today is joy is not the product of just enjoying things or stepping away from stress. It's the, the product of pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in whatever your circumstances might be. Meaningfulness being looking for ways to use your gifts to make a positive difference in your life or the lives of others. Intimacy meaning working to make your relationships healthier, stronger, and deeper. And virtue meaning using whatever life is throwing at you to become a healthier, stronger, godlier person. The more we pursue meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, the more joy is within our grasp, even in difficult times. If you'd like more support in leading a more meaningful, intimate, or virtuous life or relationships, come on over to CatholicCounselors.com and take advantage of all the resources that we have there, including learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Check it out, CatholicCounselors.com. Then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. 
More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.